Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Dungeon Master's Apprentice. I'm your host, Theo Giesen, and today we're doing a back-to-back with Mike. Hello, hello. I am back for a round two. Yeah, round two. We're uh, just playing the hits. We're back, <laughs> we're back at Mike's. Um, today is a Tuesday evening. Yes. Yep. Um... We're also here with two cats, which is uh, always a pleasure to have some cats around. Yes, it's nice to have the company. Yeah, I haven't seen them in a while, which is nice. Yes, they are. They're here for a visit. Yes, (laughs) it's nice to have them back. I'm sure they're excited to be back because they don't really know what's going on, like how they just move houses. They're just like, I guess I'm here again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think they're kind of freaking out in the car on the way home, but uh, once they got here, they settled settled back in really quickly. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got three guests on, I suppose. <laughs> we also have a very windy day outside, so I hope that doesn't play a factor into the sound quality. But uh, every once in a while, you might hear it if we get a yeah. big old gust. We're also quite close to the road, but I think we'll be okay. Hopefully, uh, no they loud... They can keep it down. Loud vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> The motorcycle season's over, so... Pretty much. Yeah, it's a very cold day. You'd not want to be riding a motorcycle. No. No. Uh, but yeah, uh, always a pleasure to have you on. I'm looking forward to an excellent episode. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into it. Let's try to stay on topic right off the bat. Uh, we'll talk about some D&D. We just had quite a long session two days ago. Yes, on Sunday. Yeah. Classic D&D day. Right. Fabled's uh, weekly sessions. (laughs) We, I got here at around 10.30 in the morning, and we were saying we didn't leave till like 1 in the morning, like (laughs) basically the next day. It was quite a long day. It was a and d session till, you know, around 5. And then uh, a little break. We went for a little walk because yep. it was a nice day. Mm-hmm. It was the day after the clocks changed. Mm-hmm. So it was a really nice day. We enjoyed the last little bit of sunlight. Yeah. And then uh, and then we settled in and played some cyberpunk. Yeah. And we played cyberpunk until about 1 a.m. Yeah. Or yeah, 12, we had, 12.30. We had the old 1-2 combo in, which was, I think, the first time we've done that. Yeah, it was. We've... Uh, Decided that a few of us are going to start a little bit more of a dedicated yeah. cyberpunk group. Yeah. And it was our uh, our first session of that. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, focus in too much on cyberpunk this time. Mm-hmm. But I will say that Kevin, uh, who's been on the show a couple times, ran a very excellent episode, or episode session. Mm-hmm. Um, and... He's DM'd for me twice now, and something that I noticed that I think he does really well that I kind of want to start doing is, like, just coming up with a problem and then being like, I'm done now. It's up to you guys to do, make the decisions, like... Yeah. So the first one was, there was, we were all professors at a magic school, and a bunch of kids started disappearing. And we just, and then we were like, okay, well, like, we're gonna go talk to each other and be like hey are kids missing in your class yeah what about you and then we're like okay well who who should we talk to and we went to like administration services we went to the headmaster we like talked to other teachers we asked the guards and stuff Mm -hmm. went back to admin like two or three more times and none of it was like kevin didn't have first they'll go here then they'll go here 
it was totally up for us to... Yeah, he just said, you're out of school. Yeah. Your kids, Here's like, students are going missing. What are you doing about it? Yeah. You guys are level 20s. Yeah. And then the, the cyberpunk session that he ran two days ago was very similar in that there was a man who was in a hotel that we needed to capture dead or alive. Mm-hmm. And a briefcase that he had as well. And he was just like, here's the mission, here's the address, now it's entirely up to you. Yeah, you don't know what room this guy's yeah. in, you don't know what floor he's If on. he's under a fake name. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, yeah. Uh, he definitely lets us take the reins and role play with yeah. each other, which is a strong suit for sure. I really, yeah. I really enjoy that style. Yeah. I like that style of play that he sets up because it feels very rare to sort of solve a mystery mm-hmm. and just have the DM sit back and be like, I don't know, let's like, yeah, we'll go talk to this person. Like, I'm sure he didn't expect a few people in our cyberpunk session to show up mm-hmm. or a few people. I'm sure he didn't expect us to go to administration so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, he had to come up with a lot of people on the fly, I think, but handled it very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and the D and D session we played on Sunday mm-hmm. was another round of our Applau- friend Keegan's yeah, campaign. Yeah, and then another round of applause. Yes, it was a good one. Yes, it was. Yeah, that one's a five um, person party. Yes. Yeah, which is I always find it's very different playing with more people. Mm-hmm. Like as someone who ran a campaign for a long period of time with only two players. Okay. The vibe is just very different. See, I've never ran. I guess I guess I ran a one shot for just you and Andrew. Yeah. But other than that, like when I was running my campaign, for uh, a while it was five players. Yeah. And then you joined, and it, and was, it was a six, six person party. That was and the then, most I'd ever. Mm-hmm. And then one person dropped out, and it's back to a five person party. Yeah. But, uh, like yeah. that was that was quite big, and I found it made things go quite slow. Yeah, for sure. But it also allowed people to kind of build relationships right. and and have a lot of role play options mm-hmm. because there were so many characters you could riff off of and different yeah. kind of friendships yeah. you could have that would allow for different role playing, right? Yeah, for sure. I think with two or three players, everyone gets pretty familiar very quickly, which is a good thing. Um but there's only, like, a few of you, and then the DM has to carry more of the weight. Whereas when there's more people at the table, I think you're slower to get those one-on-one connections with mm-hmm. each player. You first figure out the group vibe, and then, you know, you come up with little jokes with each person. And I think we're still looking for that four sessions into Keegan's. Yeah. Which, like... We're, we're starting to buddy up, I think, yeah, now. pair off and, like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then soon we'll have kind of a full party vibe going on. Yeah. Full party feeling. Yeah. Well, I'd say, like, we're both pretty good friends, but I don't think our characters are friends or have anything in common or really even talk. No. Our, our characters in this campaign seem to always kind of just be... Like, you're talking about yeah. something, and I'm always like, huh, hmm, like, yeah. oh, well, the the imp isn't your son? Yeah, just, I don't know, but, um, I lost an arm last session, mm. um, and, was that only last session, or was that... That was two sessions yeah, ago. Yeah, two sessions now. ago, I lost the arm, and then, I, 
at the very end of it, you built me an arm. Mm-hmm, because we ended the session on a long rest. Yeah. Because you're an artificer. I am. It's super cool. You can uh, just make a limb every day. Yeah, every long rest, you can uh, make a prosthetic limb that functions just like a regular exactly. limb. Exactly. Like, it says yeah. there's no disadvantage to it at all. Like, mm-hmm. It can't be removed unless the wearer wants it to be removed. Yeah, and you can, like, you can take it off and yeah. stuff. So now I think we're going to start just doing different arms every day <laughs> so I can have a wardrobe. Like a wooden arm, a brass yeah. arm. You have the arm you have right now. is A like silver one for killing like vampires. And werewolves. Yeah. And yeah. Um, right now you have a, a clockwork arm yeah. because we took it off a... Uh, Couple clockwork guys. Yeah, there was like <laughs> clockwork robots or yeah. something that we, we fought. We ended up stripping one of their arms off, and I retrofitted it so that it could fit onto you. Yeah, it's pretty sick. So, But that was something we didn't find along the way, and now we sort of have that mm-hmm. little thing that we do every time, and that'll grow. But there's other characters that I'm not at that point yet, just because of how many people are there. True. It is. It, it does take time to build relationships, so I think when you're focusing on building four relationships instead yep. of one or two, then it's just gonna... All those are gonna build a little bit slower. Yeah. Which, I mean, the more you put into it, the more payoff you get, for <laughs> sure. With any campaign, like, I always... When I teach it to someone new, I'm like, okay, see how fun this was? We have to keep doing this, and it's just gonna keep getting better. Um, and if you don't continue, then I don't. you just won't get the same payoff. <laughs> and I've... DM'd for um, a friend like in one year and then a year later he's like yeah I want to play again with like the same character I'm like oh like it's so you've forgotten everything like <laughs> <laughs> may as well just start something new mm-hmm. but just keep doing it D- D&D is very much something that the, the more effort you're putting in yeah. and the more you're trying to get into it you're going to enjoy it, and you're going to have more fun with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, that's why our Sundays are so good. Our sched- like, It's scheduled every Sunday at 10.30, and you just don't make plans outside of that. Like That's just what you're going to be doing. Yeah, exactly. Like I recently, as I said in the last podcast, <laughs> I recently got a job, and even right in the interview, uh, I told them, like, I don't have availability on Sundays, unfortunately. Yeah, I like, don't. <laughs> I'm so, not going to tell you why, but... Yeah, so I haven't been scheduled on Sundays yet, yeah. and I told them, like, yeah, that's my one day of the week, I, I can't work. Yeah. So... It's Which so, is kind of fair. Like, yeah. Just be like, look, you can do schedule me night, day, whatever, mm-hmm. but I just can't work this day. Yeah. And uh, so far it's so good, and you know, it leaves me with Sundays to yeah. play and host D&D. Yeah. I really enjoy that. Our other group bounces around a lot. We'll be like, who can play when this week? And then we have to schedule it and everything, which is its own conflict. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'll just be like, well, I guess there's not a day where we can get enough people, so we really can't play this week. Mm-hmm, which is tough, and then yeah. you fall out of it for one week, and that leads to two weeks every now and then. Yeah. And then you start to forget what was going on. Yeah, and I don't want to run like big events when there are people missing, mm-hmm. so it kind of forces me to do like filler sessions. 
mm-hmm. that you don't want to do because you're not being able to progress the story. I still enjoy them. Some of them, mm-hmm. like if we have two out of our four party, that's another way to get like those one-on-one relationships strengthened and True. just run separate sessions for a couple people. Like a little side quest for f- yeah. half the party or something. Yeah, or I think I've done like flashback sessions or something before they all met or okay. like just... I've also done uh, side sessions for one character. Like, if only one person could make it that week, I would just do, like, a one-on-one session with them and have some person be like, hey, I need your help with this really quick. We'll just teleport in and out. No one will know. And then they do, like, a quick... um, Hmm. And take, like, an NPC with them or something. Hmm. I've never done either of those. I've never done a one-on-one session. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've never done a flashback, yeah, and I don't know flash- if I I don't know if I would have thought to do a flashback. The flashback, yeah. One time, our party who are like these older elves did a flashback to when they were both in high school together, um, and that one was really fun. And that inspired our next campaign where we pl- played as like high school characters. Because mm. um, we had so much fun with that one that we were like, hey, maybe we should just like keep doing this because. You were just being, like, a shithead in class or, like, going to football tryouts or, like... It just, like... Going to parties and... I don't know. It was just really... Sparked the idea and and led to a fun game, yeah. Yeah. I remember listening to the podcast episodes where you were playing through that campaign... And and that's kind of like what you were talking about every yeah. episode. You're doing, <laughs> doing an update, pretty much on, on where you guys were in your campaign. Yeah, that's a fun thought, time capsule. Mm-hmm, and I always thought that was a really fun thing to listen to because it sounded like it was a cool idea for a campaign. Yeah, that campaign was a lot of fun, and mm-hmm. it went for about a year, over a year. So we put a lot of time into it, mm-hmm. and maybe we missed like ten weeks within that. Like we really didn't try to miss any. And so, it ended off paying. It ended up paying off really well. Mm-hmm. And I think like the five of us all have like really fond memories, and we still like bring stuff up. And so, that's why like keep playing it is like those sessions and arcs and stuff become really core memories. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I think that's like a fun style of campaign to play. Where your characters are always in the same location, yeah. and they kind of have to be there, and there's reoccurring NPCs that they're going to see yeah. every session and every couple sessions, yeah. and, you know, these teachers who are, you know, authority figures, and they all have all yeah. these people with different personalities and things like that, there, there's so much opportunity for like role playing and for puzzles and quests yeah. and combat and all that yeah. in a, a location and a campaign like that. Yeah, my usual approach for that kind of stuff cuz like you have so many NPCs but the party isn't gonna like become best friends with any of the, like all of them. Mm-hmm. So I'll just make like five NPCs in a bar or like you would know like these five people in the class and then just bounce them off the players, and then the ones that they like, just like stick with that, and yeah. throw all the others out, and, it's, and then just do that so many times. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and you even kind of think of that like Harry Potter. There's yeah. like there's all these side characters, but there's the ones that kind of have more personality, yeah, and people like more and dislike. I don't know. 
They, so obviously they stick around. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. They're more prevalent in the later movies because people really liked them in the early. Yeah, movies. Yeah, I feel like this is such a weird example, but the taxi driver from Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I feel exactly. Like people really loved him in the first movie, and then the second one, he was like he got a lot of screen time mm-hmm. because of how much people liked his character in the yeah. first one. Yeah, exactly. Things things <laughs> like that. And I feel like that that is a good example for D&D. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> because you might come up with this character on the spot, you yeah. know, you were you weren't really it's planning the it. Sometimes the last person you expect to and like exactly your character fall on. in love with them automatically and you're like, "Oh, now like I, I have no idea who this person is, but yeah. here they are and now they're along for the ride." Yeah, there was one when I was playing Lost Minds, I guess spoilers for Lost Minds, <laughs> but when you're going through the first like thieves guild that you infiltrate, um, there's this goblin that's tied up, and the he, like you free him, and his name is Droop, and you can just decide what to do with Droop, but he's stuck around for the whole campaign, <laughs> and like almost died a couple times, and then. But, I don't know, I just did, like, a dumb little voice for him, and <laughs> everyone loved him, and then I had him do a Super Saiyan glow-up at the end, and he, I gave him, like, a full character sheet for the final battle, and he was just doing so much work. Like, he was, like, a level 5 fighter, so he was just, like... He was actually helping. Really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that was probably three years ago or something, mm. and we all still, like... Like, anytime anyone mentions Droop, we're just like, oh, that guy's the fucking best. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I remember a character, like an NPC character, that I think it was me, Andrew, and Noah, that Kevin DM'd, this is when we were in high school, Kevin DM'd for us, and Kevin made this NPC named, uh, like, Marty. Yeah. And he was, or I think his name was Martai, but we all just called him Marty. Marty. And uh, he was like a cleric since we had no healer in our party. <laughs> we were all like first time D and D players, and Kevin was like, "Oh fuck, you guys need a healer." Yeah. So he made this guy, and he was like a cleric. So he's always going to the temple, and he's a little bit of like a stick in the mud. Yeah. And it's like it's still a funny thing to mention that with yeah. Andrew and Noah and Kevin because it's like holy. That's like a law, a, a big throwback in our D and D career, but it's like a memorable NPC like that. Yeah, and I think it's always fun too for the DM to have an NPC that they can do a little bit of role playing with. Yeah, You're, you have to have like a go to, or like you have to have an arsenal. Mm-hmm. And and being able to, we don't have to, but <laughs> to almost like have a character that you're contributing to in the campaign. And it just gives your players another opportunity to role play and to role play with the DM without, you know, kind of breaking that immersion. Yeah. Because there's a a gateway NPC. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, a couple episodes ago, I had two people on, Nathan and Dave, who are in the mm-hmm. campaign that we're doing right now where there are so many NPCs. There's, like, five or six in their party. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll just be like, okay, these people are staying on the ship, or they're going off to do a different mission, or they're, like, going to fight this group separately. So you can just rotate in every once in a while, one of those people, and then you have someone to, like, just freshen it up. But I also have one NPC who always sticks around, and he's, like, 
the closest thing I have to a player. And uh, and that campaign's like on a pirate ship, right? Currently, yeah. But... Yeah. So I think I think that setting especially, mm-hmm. it makes sense to have a big oh, arsenal of yeah. NPCs because you would know a handful of people. Like you might not know everybody if you're yeah. on a a huge ship, but you would know and interact with quite a few people if you were sailing on a ship for yeah. you know a couple months yeah. or something. So I think that adds an opportunity, and it adds something to spice it up. Like okay, this session, you know, this NPC is the main kind of guy yeah. that's with us. Then you know the main person we're role playing with or whatever. And then next session, it's oh, it's these two. Yeah. And they're helping us in combat, or they're doing whatever, and yeah, I think it adds just kind of a little bit of variety. When you're playing the same thing, you're still progressing through the same story and working like on the same goals, but it just adds a little bit of differentiation. And the players have, I guess, sort of spoken into existence that one, like my NPC, the main one, Mm -hmm. has a crush on another NPC, (laughs) and he's always like going about it a really bad way, or he'll be like, "Can you could just like ask." If she likes me or if she wants to hang out and then tell me or like just bring it up really casually. <laughs> and they're like, man, just go talk to her. He's like, ah, no, I think I'll just like, you know, she wouldn't even like me. <laughs> but that has taken like 12 sessions to come. But now it's like a really good, mm-hmm. genuine, organic inside joke that we all have. And that's that's one of my favorite things with long running D&D campaigns is that you build these kind of inside jokes yeah inside jokes and like relationships that your characters actually care about you build personalities for your characters and you start to really get to know them and i think that's a really fun thing to be able to do because it allows you to play them so much better yeah and i think when you do that you just get more out of D &D. yeah for sure it makes it makes their features part of them and less of just like words on a sheet exactly which i find sometimes when we're doing like a a one shot it's it's like i'm flipping through these sheets and it's just like okay these oh are, i forgot these that i was like yeah and spells and whatever or like i forgot this was <clears throat> even part of my story mm-hmm. like in cyberpunk last week i was playing a not a private a investigative journalist mm-hmm but I was having a hard time like living that or acting it out because it was the first time and I didn't really have like, like I was thinking of having like a voice recorder that I hit every once in a while and just talk into it, but mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't know. That's something I think I got to work on because for the most part, it just felt like a Theo self insert where I was just playing myself in it and not really having any quirks or like character differences and and I think that's something that kind of will come as you, <clears throat> as we play Cyberpunk more, yeah. we'll start to get to know these characters and we'll make jokes and we'll make comments and you'll be like, oh yeah, I actually do like, and you'll be like, okay, yeah, actually, he, he you know what, my character does have like a neck tattoo. Yeah. Or like something like that will just kind of happen organically and the more we play, I think the more these characters will get built out. And I think that's like D&D too. Yeah. I want to shout out my sister Emily because the one time she played D&D, she created the most vivid... Bless you. Thank you. 
the most vivid, hilarious, like, <laughs> character I've ever played with. And she had never played before. Her first character, like, she hit it out of the park. And we did a podcast right after, and we talked about it last time. Like, I'm, like, gushing about the episode, this, but... This is Kevin with the lowercase yes. K. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but, like, there's a whole bit that we do after with Kevin and I'm his brother. Walking oh, here. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> So, like, we're, I'm talking about, like, oh, I didn't really, like, I felt like I didn't nail it. I was just playing myself. And Emily just, like, got it instantly and did it just, like, amazing. <laughs> I was like, damn, I want to, like, we need to keep playing. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely was starting to kind of feel out who my character was throughout the first session. Mm-hmm. But I know it'll come more, and I know it will because... Like, you know, it does every D&D session we play, every D&D campaign we play, and even with our last cyberpunk characters. uh, I was getting really into our characters. I was also getting really into our cyberpunk characters. Yeah. So, uh, I'll definitely miss, miss them. Yeah, I know. I don't know if... I'm sure every once in a while, like, if we really wanted to sometime, but... Mm -hmm. I hope so, because... (laughs) I, uh, I was definitely attached to... Yeah, that was also our first, well, it was my, no, it wasn't my first character, but it was the first one that I, had, like, mm-hmm. built myself. I played a pre-made one before. True. But this one was, like, I feel like the the first character you create is, like, your perfect idea of, like, a hero or something. Yeah. And then from there, it just becomes weirder or, like, True. just more abstract. But the first one is, like, if I were to be, like, a and d character, this is what I would want to be. Mm-hmm. And and I think you're kind of right. Like, if I was in the cyberpunk world, this is kind of the personality yeah. I would want to play. This is like yeah. yeah, yeah. And and you're right. In D and D campaigns, your first character very much. And I I feel like you notice that every once in a while. Like you'll see a character someone makes, and you're like, "That's this. This is them." Yeah. Like, but, <laughs> but not like I made myself. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm a student, and I like. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just like their idealized version of, I don't know themselves. Yeah, and and you see like, oh, my character is a, uh you know, uh, super strong, yeah, or like, super handsome. Or, like, they're really smart, or, mm-hmm. like... Um, my first D&D character uh, was a sea elf uh, ranger. Okay. Um, and their name was Caspian Wayfinder. <laughs> and he was, like... Um, I think he was the son of a elf and a water elemental. Okay. It was, like, a shape of water situation. <laughs> Um, and my first cyberpunk character also had a bow and arrow, Mm. which is weird because bow and arrows hardly ever come up in cyberpunk, but I was like, nope, I'm doing that. That's really cool. It is a cool stealth weapon to have. Yeah. And it is just kind of funny to picture your character with like a guitar and and a bow bow over his back. And he's equally as deadly with a bow as he is a gun <laughs> which is insane <laughs> Where, you have to be so good with a bow to yeah have it be more worth it than a gun yeah where my character would be a waste of time to even think about picking up a bow mm-hmm. stick to the whiskey and 
And driving. Um, so I learned something <laughs> the other day um, about the website that we use to build our cyberpunk characters. Yep. It's that when you're setting your individual stats for every uh, skill, mm-hmm. you'd be like, I'll put a two in athletics, I'll put a six in persuasion, and so on and so forth. If you don't put a zero in one of the columns, it'll leave it blank, like there'll be a dash there. And the whole time I was playing Deacon, I thought I didn't get anything. It was just a flat roll. Mm. But I wasn't adding my base stat to it. It would be like if in D&D, if I wasn't like proficient in athletics, I was just rolling a straight one. Mm. But I didn't add my strength score. Which you always do. Yes, you always do. So there'd be some stuff that I would have like an 8 in the stat, but since I didn't give it any points, Mm -hmm. I thought it was a flat roll. But I could have been adding 8 to it, which is still really good. Yeah. That's... Huh. So That's something I, was I haven't even it. thought about, so I might I might. So I went back well. and yeah. entered 0 into everything, and I was like, this is so much better. Like, huh. like you know how um, like Deacon couldn't drive because I wasn't adding anything to my role? Mm-hmm. I would have added, like, at least 5 or 6 to it. Okay. Which... Yeah, okay, because you're... Yeah. You're adding your reflexes or your... Yeah, or your decks or something, mm-hmm. or intelligence. But I thought it was just a flat roll because um, I didn't enter as zero, so it had it as, like, a null. Interesting. I definitely didn't enter any zeros, so I might have to go back and check that you out. You might have made the same mistake. Yeah. I might have just been rolling a d10 instead of adding the... The base stat. Yeah. Yeah, that it. was... Hmm. But now that I figured it out, it makes it so much better. That makes sense. That seems yeah. like it would be a big help when yeah. you're when you're forgetting to add like a six the, or a an seven eight or, or an yeah. eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I guess a, this is kind of random, but a huge uh, core difference between D and D and Cyberpunk is like the point buy system. Yeah. And I guess you do have point buy in D and D, but I feel like it's much more common to roll stats. Yeah, and then and then your other stats like, because yeah, I I have always rolled stats. I've never done standard array, and I've never done point buy. I have done standard array. When I feel like standard array is good. Okay, when I randomized a character. Yeah. Uh, when we did your one shot, we yeah. all randomized characters. I did standard array just to keep things simple. Yeah. But. Uh, a character I've made, I don't think I've done it. If I was making maybe an NPC mm. with a full character yeah. sheet, I would probably use standard array. But I like <laughs> I like to roll because I feel like you have a better chance of getting better rolls. Yeah, and I, we like to gamble. <laughs> it's a whole game about rolling dice, so you may as well like start with a bang. Yeah, that's um, fair. But I um I rolled standard array one time. I remember because my stats were so bad. That I was like, can I just at least like use standard array? And they're like, okay, <laughs> like it w- the highest one. I think I had like four elevens and like a six and an eight and a. I might have even rolled it on the podcast. <laughs> it was an episode with my friend Dave, and we rolled the stats on on air, I guess, mm-hmm. and they were just awful. Like, no. and then my other friend Nathan will roll like he'll be like, yeah, I got an eighteen a 17, three 16s, and a 12. That's like Kevin. Yeah. Kevin always rolls good stats. Yeah, 
But, like, I've seen him roll crazy stats, too, as a thing. Like, it's just... It doesn't make sense. Some people just get lucky, eh? Right rolls at the right time. Yeah. I don't know. I'm Bring not, dice, maybe. I'm not very spiritual or anything, but I do think that sometimes the dice just favor some people more than others. Yeah. yeah. Just on an average. There's some kind of energy around the dice. Yeah. Especially I, at the table. I always roll really well. Like, I'll just be like, that's my fifth, like, nat 20 in the last 15 minutes. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell's happening? Or I'll roll, like, garbage, which I rolled really well, I think, in D&D, and then when we got to Cyberpunk, I had so many ones. Where I think it was vice versa for me. Like, I was rolling not great during, like, I was like, oh, miss, miss, miss. And then when we were playing Cyberpunk, I was rolling pretty well, I think. I think you rolled pretty well to make me a plus three shield in D&D. I, I guess that was, is, that was the final this is a roll whole, of the, like, the day, to unpack. Too. Yeah. One of my features. <laughs> I don't know if this is legal. Like, I wasn't going to say anything because I was on the benefiting end. No, it's homebrew. Okay, yes. It's homebrew, but it's, br- like, that was broken. I feel like he should have just stopped DC, it right his there. His DC should have been way higher, and he just let us do it. I mean, he's still figuring it out. I'm not blaming him, but he just opened up, like... Yeah. He just set a dangerous precedent. <clears throat> Very so basically, much. Now everybody in the party is So you're have... a level 9 artificer, and you <laughs> created a plus 3 shield using only using a shield. No other materials. Yeah, I have a magic item. Yes. And it allows... It's a hammer. Uh-huh. And the hammer has five charges a day. And I can use it to, like, invent things, create things, yes. uh, imbue magic into things. Yes. So, with the DM's discretion, what we do is we'll say, I would like to take this shield and turn it into a um, shield of plus three. Yes. So, first of all, I was like, <laughs> can you just make my shield better? Like, a plus one would be great. Like, a, I was happy with a plus one or something. And you were like, just name a shield. And I was like, what do you mean? And they were just like, any shield. It's like, I'll, a plus three shield? Like, I was just kind of throwing it out there, expecting to be like, okay, no. Like, mm-hmm. stupid Theo. Obviously, we didn't mean that. Mm-hmm. But Keegan was like, okay. Yeah, he's like, roll, roll an investigation check to see what the DC is for that. Yeah, what, and I was like, okay. Rolled like dirty a 20. dirty 20. And he goes, okay, it's a 25 DC. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So we went collectively all in yeah i gave so, you guidance i like you had um what's it I called he's my my flash of, genius. flash of genius i uh there's an emboldening emboldening, emboldening bond, bond which is another d so two d4s an automatic plus five your, i get to add my intelligence modifier your proficiency, my proficiency bonus. bonus and then a d20 yes I, there might have been one more thing or something. Yeah, but right there... Didn't you beat it before you rolled? I I had to roll... Like oh, a, you rolled your 2d4s and they were pretty high, I think? Yeah. Like and four or something? I think I had like a 21, and it was like, okay, I have to roll this yeah. D, d20, and I got like a 13 on Like, I think I ended up with like a 39. I think it was 39. To beat the 25 DC. So even if it was a 35 DC... Which would have been way more reasonable. In the DM's guide, I think it only goes up to 30. Well, I think a 30 DC would have been... To build a plus 3 shield, yeah. I think that would have been reasonable. But I still would have beat it. Yes. So, anyway, I ended up making a plus 
three shield. shield. Oh, oh, the other thing I used was my charges from my hammer. Yes. Oh, so, that's what it was. So whenever I'm you using all this, the charges, didn't yeah. Whenever so I'm using this hammer to build something, I have to use one charge. Mm-hmm. But every ch- you can expend extra charges to add another another plus one. Plus one. So we added all five charges. So it was another plus five. Yes. And uh, yeah, it was. It you crushed up, it. Yeah, it was pretty pretty wild. Yes. Um. But, you know, it's it's nice when your character can feel powerful. Yeah. And can feel smart, can feel, you yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, like, you did it. Like, th- that was a real... It yeah. wasn't bad at all. No. Like, we all loved it. At least I did, because I got a plus three shield. But now, then it, then after that, it was, okay, do me tomorrow, do me, yes. then do me the next day. And then day. I was like, oh, wow, this is going to become like, abused. We're gonna really we're quickly. at level nine, and we're all going to have ACs of 20 and 21. And Yeah, I didn't have a shield before. I went and bought one for, like, one gold. Mm-hmm. I think I paid for it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, one gold works. And, um... Then I just gave it to you, and so I went from 16 AC to 21 instantly, and I was like, this is wild. Yeah, that's, like, I'm I'm our front line, I've got an AC of 19. Yeah. And... I'm a caster who stands at a distance. And now you've got 21, so... <laughs> I, like, the strategic thing would be to give it to someone else. Mm-hmm. Like, like the monk. One of them, like Noah, maybe. Yeah. Who's like a monk. On the other hand, I really want it and it's super cool. Yeah, so well, I exactly. Why probably not? won't give it away. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but that's the thing is, I can try that role every day. Mm-hmm. I could try it multiple times so I don't use all my charges of. Like, I could try and build a few things a day. If I don't use all the charges yeah. of my hammer. So. And I was saying you should just use them all for me and just <laughs> make me super buff and broken and then I'll just carry every fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to make me super buff and broken. Well, also. <laughs> you already are. <laughs> yeah, I'm not bad. Um, yeah. But it's, it's definitely like a, an interesting kind of look into seeing what adding homebrew can do. Oh, yeah. Because it shows you, like, how you, you come up with this, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit, it's not balanced. Yeah, like, everything in, that's published is very play-tested, mm-hmm. and every once in a while something sneaks through the cracks, or you get, like, Sorcerer Warlock Paladin builds or something. Mm-hmm, the Coffee Lock. Yeah, and people are just like, well, that sucks. Just don't play that, like... If you play it, you're a scrub, basically. (laughs) Yeah, it's a big cheese build. It's like, people know you're trying to cheese if that's your your character you're coming in with. So you don't. But it's also like a fun thing to try it in a one shot. Yeah. Like, I'm going to play the coffee lock this time just to, you know, see see for myself what all the... That's what I tried to do, and it it made my head spin. It was so much... Like your wizard warlock, I did sorcerer. Wi- yeah, I did all three casters, and I was just like the whole time. Whoa. You have two different spellcasting modifiers. And yeah, three different spell lists. Like you're, yeah, it was it was, and you're looking at different spell slots for each caster. And you have your yeah, your 
Warlock is difficult because you get a pact and mm. a subclass. So you're casting magic. Like, well, am I casting this in a spell slot or did I cast this pact magic? And I have and... like my channel divinity or like there's yeah. all just this stuff. All these different my features. My sorcery points and... and it yeah. was like trying to read a textbook. Yeah. Looking at the character sheet for this level 20 character. Yeah, I think you spent... At least an hour and a half making that character. Pro- and picking out spells, because you're picking out, th- like, you're picking out this many from the wizard spell list, you're picking out this many from the sorcerer spell list, you're picking out this many from the uh, warlock spell list. Yeah. So, I mean, like, to be fair, I've spent hours and hours mm-hmm. crafting characters beforehand and doing, like, backstory stuff and looking at optimized builds. Not, like, to make the most damage do or something, but if I want to make this specific combo, mm-hmm. what's the best way to go about it? And I definitely, when we first started playing D&D as a D&D group, like almost, I guess it's been three years. We started in November of 2020, I think. Mm. Um, we we made characters for Andrew's campaign. And I came up with the idea, like, I want to play a character inspired by like a jedi yeah like he's an old guy he's all of a sudden getting these powers out of nowhere so i picked like the great old one warlock uh patron and i just played as like the the great old one is just like a a thirst for knowledge Mm. like he's got this urge to read books and to learn and can just kind of control things and his eldritch blast yeah. is like the force and he's got you know lightning and i don't know i just kind of and it, it took me a while to kind of really go through and say what would make sense for this yeah. character and what do i want him to be able to do and what do i want to flavor it as yeah i feel like that's kind of where the first character suffers sometimes mm-hmm. is like you know what you want but you don't know how to make it where you're act you're going to be the character that you want to play and the character that you want to play in combat. Mm-hmm. And I and I think I did a pretty good job with uh, with my character Arnie. Is his name Arnie Hardweather, and uh, I I think I did him well because he I play him the like I think he plays kind of the way I was hoping yeah. out of combat, and he's also decent in combat. And I think well, playing are always exactly, and I think playing him uh, has kind of given me like okay, this is what I originally thought. But this is kind of where he seems to be going. So this is how I'll start playing him. Because I kind of like this verge that I wasn't expecting or wasn't planning for. Yeah. Yeah, characters are great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's take a quick break. Um, We'll come back on the other side of an ad. And we'll do a fiction fixation. And then we'll, uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. Alrighty, sounds good. I'm almost ready to fixate. Thank you to Newsly for sponsoring this week's episode of Dungeon Master's Apprentice. Newsly is an audio app that you can get for your iOS and Android that picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment, and it will read you to them in a natural human voice. For the first time in the history of the internet, the web becomes listenable. Go ahead and browse articles from topics you choose, Perhaps the latest D&D news or, um, you know, if, uh, if there's a new expansion pack coming out, mm-hmm. maybe uh, some new subclasses. Yeah. If you listen to the last episode, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. And uh, start enjoying. So stop scrolling and start listening. In addition, they have podcasts from over 40 countries, including our very own Dungeon Master's Apprentice. 
So download and use Newsly for free now, www.newsly.me, or uh, from the link that I'll put in the description, and use our new promo code MASTER2021. It's a pretty dope code. Better than the last one. Hey, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) The last one was confusing. It's like, dungeon, but the O is a zero, so make sure you get that. No, this one's just straight MASTER2021, and you'll get a one-month free premium subscription. How's that sound? Sounds pretty good. Yeah, it does sound pretty good. Thanks, Newsly. <laughs> if you can't tell, we're back. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, was some chatty guests. Yes, that is my cat Gouda. Gouda, what's your, what's your uh, fiction fixation? He's ready to tell us all about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you are. The two cats are hanging out. Yeah, they're buddies. Yeah, don't knock the fidget spinner. <laughs> That's my toy and Theo's toy. Not yeah, your, not yeah, we toy. just keep it here now. It's found a new home. <laughs> Much like I guess my laptop too, and yeah. just a lot of stuff. Your laptop was. <laughs> you just leave the mic here. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe they'll turn this into a new studio upstairs. Yeah, for sure. We get <laughs> we'll soundproof it. Yeah. Hang some blankets from the ceiling. Yeah, Get that would not to. be a bad idea. Yeah, it would be a good studio. We'll put some lights up. We'll oh, yeah. get a neon DMA sign. Yeah, that would definitely put everyone in the mood to... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to have, like, a bunch of people over to do a podcast. Yeah. That would be, that would be like, a round table. Maybe yeah. maybe that's where we could do... Uh, I know Kevin uh, got yes. his one-shot box. Ooh, that's a good semi-fiction fixation. And, yeah, maybe we can start there. Yeah, he wants to run it for the podcast. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say there. Yeah. And and I think that's we we I recently got a new table. Yep. Actually. Super and cool. uh we Another played our first D and D session up there. It was a great table. Um and it's big, way bigger than the this other one. table that we're using right now. And we used to use for D and D. It's at a good height. Yeah. It's got we got quite a few chairs, so everyone had a decent chair, I think. Yeah. I sat in one with a wooden back, so I was after ten hours it's like, Okay, I'm starting to feel it. But yeah. I was getting up and walking around and switching chairs, yeah. and I couldn't do it either. I was starting to go a little bit loopy. Yeah. <laughs> what a waste of a day. <laughs> um, but. Someone asked me at work this weekend, or this worked uh, yesterday, what I did this weekend. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Sunday I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a... I think it was my, or my mom asked, too. I was like, you don't even want to know. It was like, a I full, just, just, full day yeah. of sitting around a table. But yeah, new new table, potential one-shot being recorded. We don't do a lot of actual play stuff on the podcast, but from a lo- what I've heard, like a lot of people really like it. Mm-hmm. So I think a one-shot would be a fun idea. It would definitely be a... Uh... Kind of a fun interlude to yeah. stick in here. And yeah, and I would get to be a player on my own podcast about being a DM, which would be, I think, kind of fun. Yeah, and I think uh, it would be nice to even see, like, I know there's a couple episodes where you've DM'd yeah. for other people on the podcast. Yeah, two. Two, yeah, so a couple. Look at that. Yeah, well, right I nailed the- it. Uh-huh. Um, and it would be cool to see somebody else DM on the podcast. Mm-hmm. 
and and then I imagine I kind of and then next episode podcast. I'll just dissect it. Yeah, like, I'll just play it back for them and be like, okay, so here, what the heck was going on? Like, this, uh, we're the, gonna we're gonna have to give yeah. Kevin some notes about uh, this right here. There, uh, the yeah. rule is actually this in the. Uh, There's uh, a continuity <laughs> error. Like. But no, I'm definitely excited to see uh, how the one shot is. Yeah. And I, I know yeah, Kevin's a good DM, yeah. so I'm always excited when he DMs for us. Yeah. It's, it'll also be interesting to see someone play a module, because I don't think I've ever played in a module. I've ran one and then like some other like one-shot pre-made stuff and like mm-hmm. stuff like that, but... I... We played Waterdeep, Dragon Heist, oh, which is I a module. I, I, think, I think we'll play it again. Okay. Because that's what we started off, and it was a little rough going because we were all kind of learning how to play D D. yeah and that's a little bit of a complicated module a complicated story i think so it'll be nice to play that yeah. now that we're all a little bit more experienced players and dms yeah i'm also building up a library of D D books so i wouldn't be opposed to getting like candle keep is that what that's it is? Yeah. that's one i really really want to add to my collection of I yeah. don't have many D&D books yeah but I would love to have candle keepers. well they're expensive I, I know like sorry wizards <laughs> but like you gotta help us out over here <laughs> you don't need them to play like the first I mean up until this summer I mm-hmm. didn't spend any money on D&D other than dice and you don't even have to do that you can roll dice online I spend money on dice and every once in a while I buy content on D&D yeah. Beyond but it's like pretty accessible. I guess one of my friends, one of my other friends, had a digital copy of the DM's guide and mm-hmm. stuff. But I had just listened to so much D and D content before I started playing that I knew like how to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I listened to like sixty or seventy, more like fifty episodes of a actual play podcast, and so by that point I was like each episode is like three hours, two hours, mm-hmm. so. You, you knew how D and D worked. I like got point. it by that yeah. point and had some ideas of what I wanted to do and stuff. So that's uh, that's something. I mean, that's I... a lot of time. Like time mm-hmm. is money. Like it's not like it was free or anything. No, like, but it's it's just yeah. You spent a lot of time learning D and D, right? Yeah, that's something I have not invested a whole lot of time into. Is watching other people play D and D. It's pretty interesting, especially people who are really good at mm -hmm. it, because that sometimes is what I try to strive towards. Not like, this is what I have to be, or I have these high expectations of myself because I know I'm not a pro or like an actor or a voice actor or Mm -hmm. anything. I'm just a dude who has a hobby. Yeah. But it's just something to like, at least see a standard of, or do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It gives you just a benchmark, right? Yeah, exactly. If, if this is, you know, how these professionals are doing it and this is how I'm doing it, I'm doing a pretty dang good job at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if I, I like watch hockey or like basketball, I'm not like, this is what like I'm going to try to be when I Mm -hmm. play because I know I can't like do turn around, like spin, jump, shots and like dunk and stuff but every once in a while i'll like jump up to see how close i am to like dunking or something mm-hmm. or like how my um fade away jump shot is and just be like that was really hard like the fact that they just do it all the time is like awesome mm-hmm. or you might like see something 
in in an NHL or NBA yeah. game or, or like NFL. Yeah. And, just, and then I and really then, wish I could do that. Yeah, or, like, or even something that you're like, oh, I could do that, or yeah. I could do that when I'm playing 2K. Yeah. Like exactly. you know, yeah. you know, it could just kind of inspire you, and I feel like that's something you could really get from watching something like. I guess the big example is Critical Role, right? Yeah. It, it just kind of shows you, like, this is how Peak. the professionals yeah. of D&D playing play D&D. Yeah. And yeah. it might just be like, oh, wow, I've never thought of using my lantern yeah. like that before, you know? Yeah. I've never, you or know, like, just yeah. something like that. Or, like, that was a really good roleplay moment or, mm-hmm. like, something that I watched in Nadpod a lot with uh, flashbacks and stuff like in a fight someone will use like a uh, a seer ability to like flashback look look at a bad memory from your past or something mm-hmm. the DM narrates like this moment from the past like a maybe like a bit of trauma or like even in like an inspiring moment or something that the DM sort of creates and is like you remember when you were like in school and this kid was picking on you and um then you like went home that day with a black eye and your dad's you told you to toughen up and then you started to work out and then the next year you like i don't know joined the wrestling team and kicked his ass or, like yeah you narrate that moment and then the character like the player never made that up and it's not something that if you make up it's not going to mess with their character at all mm-hmm. it's like this is just a little bit of flavor on your backstory that kind of led you to this moment and then the player now hears that and is like I'm gonna use that to like channel this energy that I we kind of made up together mm-hmm. and then you flavor your takedown your non-lethal yeah, takedown like, of the, the enemy you're fighting and, and it's, it's like, the same dude who you fought it it's the bully like, that you're fighting yeah like, I use my wrestling skills yeah. to like pin him down and yeah 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 so stuff like that that's yeah I, I definitely like that you know co- character creation co-storytelling where you play off of each other to create deeper character the DM has pretty free reign I think to like make stuff about your backstory as long as they know what's not gonna mess with stuff that you've created Mm -hmm. like in uh, another example is um, in Nadpod like the recent season one of the characters found out that they're actually a clone like, they're not the original version of themselves, they're just a clone. Okay. Which is, like, I think a fun thing the DM could throw at you and be like, hey, you didn't come up with this, but this is, like, a fun twist for your character that I'm taking you on. Mm-hmm. And you gotta have that trust between, like, the player and the DM. Like, I think if, like, session two of a campaign, you were like, hey, your character is actually, like, I don't know, a, a plant who's, like, sentient and, like, like the... Something really dumb and goofy. <laughs> like, if you're like, you're actually an alien who's, like, using... Who ate someone else's skin. is, And I'd be like, that's... No. Like... <laughs> mm-hmm. But if it's a cool sort of, like, thing that we're both, you know, kind of vibing with, then... And I, and I definitely think that's something that you get a lot of benefit from working with the DM during character creation. Yeah. Because you can bounce that around in the infancy of your character. And then they take that. And and, and it can be woven in the entire time. Yeah. And, and the entire story that you're telling with your character, with the party, can have these shards of backstory. Right. And, 
and influences and whatever else in them. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess we kind of got off our fiction fixation. Yeah. We went right back into the content, but that's all right. <laughs> Let's do a quick round. I don't even know if we... We talked about the table. We talked about the one shot. That was sort of like a, a combo fiction yeah. fixation. Um, I'll say really quick that I just got the new Sonic game today that was released. Uh, looking forward to playing that in the near future. I know uh, Sonic games have flopped in the past, but I'm, you know, I've heard good things about this one. Yeah. I'm running it on the Switch, so I have a few, like, I don't know, hopefully it runs fine. I'm not super picky if every once in a while I have to, like, wait for a loading screen or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I played, like, Xbox and stuff. <laughs> like, I know it, sometimes you don't get the smoothest, but... The Switch ran Breath of the Wild, it can run like a Sonic game that's definitely not as big. And I, I think Sonic would be pretty optimized for the Switch. I think a lot of yeah. people will be playing Sonic on the Switch. Yeah, so it's not going to be like unplayable. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. looking forward to that. Um, still trying to plug my way through Attack on Titan. I watched a couple episodes last night. Nice. Um, yeah. It's it's at a really good part, and I wish I could just binge it, but I haven't had the time because I've been <laughs> fucking hanging out here. <laughs> I guess that's been my fiction fixation is hanging out here. Hanging out here. And Yesterday was the first day in like three weeks I hadn't come over. Yeah, and that's because I was gone in the evening, and you worked during the day when I was around. Something else came. Yeah, by the time you were home, I was like, I'm too tired. I didn't get home till like 11 anyway. Yeah, I was thinking about it too, <laughs> but I was like, no, I'll just show up there, be tired, and then walk home. Yeah, no point walking. We did, five minutes for 15 minutes of chilling. We did break the streak, though. Yeah, I was a little bummed out about that. But. Oh, well. Andrew's missed a couple of days. Yeah. But. And we, your dad's coming here soon. Yeah, so, so I, you know, it was going to be broken anyways. Yeah. You know, better yeah. to better to break it off. Slowly. I guess that'll be my final quote-unquote fiction fixation. <laughs> so my dad's coming to hang out yeah. tomorrow. He's going to show up tomorrow around 11. After, after trivia. Yeah, 11 or 12, midnight, and uh, then I gotta go to work the next day. I'm trying to talk my boss into letting me work a half day, because mm. uh, he's, he's down until Sunday, so we'll have the holiday Friday, all day Saturday, I'm pretty sure all day Sunday, but it would be nice to have some time when the sun is up on, yes. th- on Thursday to hang out. Definitely. So, and they said it shouldn't be a problem, but... Yeah, I mean, he's he was on an episode, I don't know if you ever got around to listen to the that one. The one when you were in Mexico. Yeah, so maybe, did you? I don't know if I... Yeah. It's a good one, he, but yeah, he's he's super chill, he's like, a, I guess he's a cool dad. <laughs> um, like, I don't know, me being like, hey, come out and like get drinks with my dad isn't, is gonna be like a good time. Yeah, like, I'm excited to meet him. Yeah, he's a super interesting dude. <laughs> um... One of a kind. <laughs> He's, like, the only person I've ever been, like, at a a gathering at or something. And we'll all be, like, talking about him so much. Like, oh, like, he, he did this one time and, like, look what he's doing. Like, trying to build this project and stuff like that. And he's taking on so much stuff. And he, like... And then we're all just, like, 
cheers like to George and we all there was like eight of us who like he wasn't there he was like he was upstairs taking a nap but we all just talk about him we we're like cheers and we we're all just like what like to George. what a dude like <laughs> he leaves his mark for sure but yeah well you're hyping him up so I'm I, excited yeah. now yeah I think he deserves the hype plus I don't get to see him a whole lot cause we live in mm-hmm. like half a country away mhm but uh and a big one like yeah you know, that's not a small country yeah <laughs> plus I'll be, plus I'll be talking like yeah like I'm going to hang out at like my buddy Mike's place or like and like he just like hears these names and like mm. can't put like a face to it or like a personality or anything so it's nice to just be like these are like this is the life that I have like these are the people I know and yeah this is what I do all the time so it's f- it'll be good to give him a face and a personality to yeah, and be like, yeah plus the last time he came out here was like three years ago so my life has changed a lot yeah definitely I'm in a different apartment and like doing different things not and, in school anymore yeah yeah so, and hanging out with different people mostly I'd be like this is Luke this is Andrew this is mm-hmm. Mike like this is you know yeah. This is where we go and hang out. This is where we do trivia. This is... Like, yeah. So. Cool. You sh- you'll have to get him on a podcast when he's down. You'll have to do I was thinking down. about it. I was... But, you know, we'll see. I think maybe <laughs> it's one of those cases where it's like a one and... Do- like, mm-hmm. we got him on. That, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against him, but it's just like, the, you know, we got it. He doesn't play D&D. Yeah. It would just be like a rehashing of the same shit. Mm-hmm. Not good content wise, you know. You gotta keep, <laughs> gotta give it a plus. Uh, what's your fiction fixation? Yeah, well, uh, right now I have like I guess my fiction fixation has just been picking up my PlayStation controller again. I've yeah, we got Spider Man on the screen. Yeah, right now. I've been playing uh, Spider Man Miles Morales. I played, got back into Fortnite. Flick it on real quick. Want to see some gameplay? Yeah, I did a big uh, Fortnite grind this morning. Nice. And uh, got quite a few levels in Fortnite, uh, which is always nice. Always, always happy. Oh, to yeah, working on the battle pass. Exactly. Or... Run the grind. Get some skins and stuff. You know how Fortnite goes. Oh, this is pretty gnarly. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Do you just sometimes? Run around and swing from webs for fun. Yeah. I uh, I played the uh, original one that came out when I was at uh, university. And we used to just, like, get baked. <laughs> <laughs> and put on music and swing around the city and just, you know. Run, yeah. Th- I mean, this looks really sick. I, right, definitely could, just... I definitely could get behind this. Do you mind if I take a go? Oh, no, not at all. All right, let's see. <laughs> you just hold down the uh, right trigger. And right trigger? Yeah. What does that do? That will just kind of let you swing. I'm not going to, like, fall or anything? No, if you're How holding the jump? right uh, X, I think. Oh, that's like a... Okay. Mm, when you're in the air, I, like, you climb just the... Uh, hold the, the trigger again, and you'll start running up the wall. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can you actually do that? Just run up a wall? Yeah. Oh, Spider-Man can. Huh. Okay. And then that, if you push the, uh, both triggers at the same time, and then you hit X when you, like, are are about to land, Uh you, like, kind of bounce up, but that's kind of like a 
zip to point. Oh, okay. Let me... I don't know. Oh, shit. <laughs> no! <laughs> I almost died, I think. Yeah? Can you take fall damage? Uh, no. Spider-Man can, can handle the falls, the drops. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty generous with, uh, like, the messing up while you're swinging. Oh, I almost got the, the mm -hmm. combo. Yeah, so okay, I, I find it plays pretty smooth. I've been I've been really enjoying getting back Okay, there this. it is. Yeah. Oh, folks. And then once you get the flow going through New York, you are... Zipping and oh, zipping. Oh, now I'm swinging. Yeah. Now I'm swinging. You feel like Spider-Man, don't you? Yeah. It it's... took me a couple of tries. Unlike Spider- Or not unlike Spider-Man. It took me a bit to... Oh, yeah. yeah. That was clean. Oh, thank you. Oh, running on the walls. Backflip. Oh. Swing around. Who knows where he's going? Oh. Oh, bam. Na 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 um, yeah, so okay. I've been, wow. <laughs> I've been getting back into Spider-Man. Oh, look at that landing pose. Just like the movies. Yeah. Wow. Whew. That was... Folks, we highly recommend, Theo, Theo worked up a sweat swinging around New York City. Yeah, wow. Um, we, we highly recommend yeah. the Spider-Man game. Uh-huh. Um, I have to play the one that I actually have. Yeah, it's, I would say it's worth it, man. Okay. It's, it's a fun time. It's cool. Um... And I guess my other fiction fixation is uh, Andrew and I have started talking about with this new table, mm. building uh, an insert for it. Yeah. It's got a custom, like a permanent grid or something. So, so yeah. we have like an official... Or like a built-in dice tower. Yeah, or, like, just something some like that. Silly stuff. Some To make to make it an official D&D &D Just table. some trinkets and gadgets and... And and utilities, fidgets yeah. and whatsets and utilities, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So uh, right now it is fiction, but hopefully yeah, one day sure. it becomes reality. Mm -hmm. We'll uh, keep you updated. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that would get get highlighted one day. Yeah. All right, Mike. Well, it was a pleasure to have you on this week. Yeah, it uh, it was a great conversation. It was a great chat with uh -huh. you. For sure, always. Uh, who knows if we'll be right back in these seats again next week, but um, <laughs> only time will tell. And until next time, uh, take care, folks. Yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, um, subscribe oh, to Dungeon Master Pod on Instagram. Yes, thank you. It's a good one. Uh, we have an email, DungeonMasterPod at Gmail. Yeah, if you want to be on the podcast. Just ask. Yeah. Please, we'd, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Yeah, we'll Skype you in, we'll Zoom you in, we'll yeah. Facebook audio you in, whatever it would, it media would, you require. Yeah, it would uh, It would be just as, as fun for Theo as it would be for you. Yeah, for sure, if not more for me. <laughs> he, uh, he loves making new friends. Yeah, I do. It's fun. Yeah, and... Uh, you know, right, um, right here. I started yeah. off as a fan, yeah. and and here I am. I think four, show, four podcasts four later, or something. Yeah, yeah. coming a bit of a regular. Yeah, so uh, you never know. Like we could be buddies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, don't don't be scared to reach out. Just do it. Just do it, and uh, have a great evening. Yeah, until next time. I hope you make a new friend. <laughs>